You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Okay, Al, hit it. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage. And today we're coming to you somewhat loud, but very clear. Uh, We've got a really great show lined up for you today. A lot of older stuff and a lot of newer stuff because, of course, all of us are working at home. I'm much younger than you. Wow. Is that the point you're trying to make here? A few minutes doesn't make much difference, does it? Well, the doctor, <laughs> the doctor never said that. I thought you were more than a few minutes apart. Actually, when Al was born, they slapped the doctor. Anyways, uh, <laughs> oh my, here we go. <laughs> maybe Al, maybe it's good that we're we're far apart from each other. Absolutely, no dad right. jokes today, guys. <laughs> uh, we're going to hear today from the CAA. Uh, Elliot Silverstein is going to be on talking about a special kind of insurance. And actually, I really liked it so much when we recorded this that I actually came on board and bought their insurance. So I'm a customer. So uh-huh. we'll hear all about it. It's it's partially it's pay as you go insurance. So if you're a low mileage user, you don't drive far. Um, you know, the car sits in the driveway most of the day. It's perfect. So uh, CAA and insurance is one of our guests today, Lee Buster, Andy Capadukakis. Which oh my is- goodness! Wait, wait, oh sit, stop, stop that right there. Did you actually get his name right? <laughs> that was my only one this year. I've only about one. All right. <laughs> uh, Terry O'Keefe from Ombic. We're going to talk about uh, the potential problem. No, that's not the word. The word is actually perennial problem of curbsiders and their ability to try and get rid of these guys who are. Unlicensed dealers. So if you're buying a car and we're meeting at Tim Horton as well, that's not a good place to be buying a vehicle. Alan Campbell, who Steve always calls Elaine, but it's actually Ellen Campbell <laughs> from Abuse Search is going to join us and we're going to talk about her organization. So that's about it. We're going to be lining up, doing a great show. Al, go ahead. I'm still thinking about that pay as you go thing. Wasn't there a joke about a wife? Oh, never mind. We better not get into that. <laughs> we got a great show coming up for you, and um, that's it. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman, and with me today is my the big guy, Dave uh, Redinger. Dave, say hi. Hi. And we do have a studio audience. Uh, Steve, say hi, too. Uh, well, only I'll say hi only if Dave promises to tell his soup joke. <laughs> so, hi. It's uh, Steve, the audience, Shyman. We're all from our different locations. We're all self-isolating, and yeah. we're uh, all, like everybody else, climbing the walls. Speaking of climbing. Well, to be honest with you, we've got a lot of emails because uh, all of us are working from home, so we can't take phone calls during the show. So, one of the questions that we had, which is really poignant, is people are are self-isolating. Their cars are parked in the driveway two or three weeks without being started. What happens to that car? It's not, is it good for it, Al? Talk, talk to us. Uh, well, it's good for my business um, <laughs> because we do get to sell batteries and whatnot. But really, as as car, you must know that cars are meant to be driven. They're not meant to be parked. And, and worst case, of course, is if you leave it outside rather than in a dry storage area. Now, what happens is, is due to a parasitic draw, that, that's the 
the amount of electricity that's taken out of your battery when you think everything is turned off. And what I mean by that is even though your car is shut off, the keys are in your pocket, there is still electricity leaving the battery and it's going to keep the computer alive, the memory in there and the radio, the clock. Well, those things will take a certain amount of power. And after you leave your car parked for a week or two, there's a good chance that the battery is going to be very low. In fact, it could be so low as to not start the car. So what I'm suggesting is, is that if you've not driven your car for a while, it's a good idea to go out and try to get it going. Now, you may be surprised by a fat clicking sound. It may be going click, 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 click. And then you're going to say, automotive radio works. How come the car don't start? Um, <laughs> How does that sound go again? <laughs> click, 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 click. Okay, rather, yeah. rather than vroom. Okay. The vroom is a good noise. The click, click, click is not. And uh, if at that point your car does start, you're lucky. What you should do is uh, let it warm up for a minute and then take it for a drive. Dave, how long would you normally need to take a car for a drive to bring the battery back you know the truth is probably 15 minutes maybe 20 minutes but there's more than that there's also if you look at the brakes they're probably rusted because mm-hmm. uh it's it's cold metal that's 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 open to the environment um they turn brown you want you pull the thing out of the driveway and you hear this grinding noise we used to call that morning sickness when areas mm-hmm. down by the lake where uh the brakes would rust overnight and uh if it sits for like you know, three or four weeks, they actually seize. And, you know, you back it up, you hear this bang. And that was the shoes actually letting go. So take the car out, drive it for maybe 20 minutes, put it back in the garage, and I think you're okay. I've well, got three cars in the driveway, so I do that on a regular basis. Such a bragger. So what about people who are who are a little f- more than freaked out, and rightfully so, about leaving their cars on the driveway? Why is it uh, not recommended to just turn the car over and just let it run for like five, 10 minutes in your driveway? Well, like Dave just mentioned, it's it's not just the battery, first of all, that you're concerned about. Um, Besides, five or 10 minutes is not really going to give the battery enough time to charge up. Um, But there's other things that that have to move too. You know, we have uh, Darren from Salem come on the show and we talk about cars being parked and then you get a flat spot on the bottom of the tire. Um, That can happen. And as Dave mentioned, you know, because brake components are exposed, you know, brake drums and discs are, are out in the open. And uh, if there's any dampness, which there usually is overnight, you get a, a thin film of rust on it, which is fine. Um, but if it gets to be any more than that, uh, then, of course, the brake components can seize. And then that short drive is not even going to do it. Um, in fact, you may end up with seized calipers. Oh, and the other thing, too, I should remind people is that if you are leaving it for any length of time, do not, do not, do not put on the parking brake. Yeah, because I was going to mention that. If you put on the parking brake, it could very well stick. And uh, even though you'll get the engine started, like Dave said, you know, you're going to put the car into gear and it, the car may not even go. So uh, there you go. So if you experience anything, so in the long short of it is, um, if the, the, the grinding sound diminishes after a period of time, well, then you'd be fine and you can park the car. But if when you're driving it, the sound is too loud, or it doesn't go away, or in fact, you begin to feel something funny or a smell burning, then at that point, I'd suggest you take your car to your garage. Um, if you're comfortable driving it, go ahead. Otherwise, call CAA, and they'll tow it in, and uh, now, you can get it fixed. There's a couple of more hints that I have for you. One is leave a window down about a quarter of an inch so that the car actually vents. Mm-hmm. Many times you'll get moisture inside the car. It can't vent out, and you'll end up with mold. Okay. Uh, and then older cars, cars that aren't fuel injected, park them nose first to the road. In other words, that they point downhill. 
And that way, the fuel system always will stay fuel will stay full. Sorry, um, if if they're pointed uphill, there's a tendency for the carburetors to drain back into the tank. And when it's time to start that thing, uh, it's going to do a lot of cranking before it gets fuel. So exactly. that's only for older cars. And if the battery's low to begin with, it's not going to yeah. crank for very long before it's going to be totally dead. So when you say old, when you Dave, when you say older cars. Yeah. Uh, give us an idea of what, what the age of that car would be. Mm, a 2000, maybe, or 1999 and up. Okay. You know, older cars, they're not fuel-injected. And even older cars that are fuel-injected, and they're not as sophisticated as they are now. So, like, I've got a little smarty car. I have to turn the key on and let, it, let the pump go for about 10 seconds before I even crank the car because it won't have any fuel pressure. It all runs back to the tank. So each car's got its own characteristics, but the real... Bottom line here is don't let them sit for weeks and weeks and weeks on end and expect it's just going to jump in it and go. Now, you were talking about roadside, you know, your car, you know, if your car stalls and you get stuck in the side of the road. Dave, you were talking to Elliot earlier on, and we'll hear some more yeah. from CAA later on. But what CAA has a special thing for people who are uh, working on the front line, like nurses and doctors. Yeah. No, anybody. He, uh, Elliot said if you were stuck on the side of the road, you phone star 222. And they'll come and get you, no charge if you're a member or not. Interesting. That's, That's just, really nice of them. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to try and sign you up, but the reality is... <laughs> <laughs> only, you, only you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> but the side of the road is not a good place to meet people, I've got to be honest with you. No, exactly. With, especially, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about it, and the government says, you know, even if you think you have symptoms, you're better off to stay home. But, you know... If those symptoms progress and all of a sudden you're scared and it's the middle of the night, that car better go. So, you know, let's let, let's not hope you need to wait for CAA. Um, again, get out to your driveway, start your car up every few days, take it around the block. It can't hurt. You'll be by yourself. So you don't have to worry about uh, socialized space there. And uh, that's it. This way, if, if you are in a panic and you do have to go to the hospital quick, you got a car that'll get you there. So, exactly. Al, for people who are listening right now and they've got any questions, what's the email address for uh, for you guys? Oh, if you've got a question for me, you're welcome to get me at service at glenallenmotors.com. And uh, happy to answer any questions there. Uh, again, that's service at glenallenmotors. That's G-L-E-N-N-A-L-A-N.com. Okay. We'll be right back. We've got to pay a few bills. And uh, it's Dave's Corner Garage. All right, welcome back, everybody. We've got Elliot Silverstein. He's from CAA on the phone with us. He's going to talk to us about a new product that they've got. Um, of course, everybody knows about the roadside assistance. You know, if you're broke down, you press star 222, and one of those white knights come and get you. But you guys have also tailored a product that is very costly. And then all we ever hear about is insurance rates going up and up and up. But CAA has come up with a new product called MyPace. Elliot, thanks for joining us, and tell us a little bit about us. Thanks for having me. So, so really, uh, you know, what CAA did uh, back in 2018 is we actually launched CAA MyPace, and that is the first pay-as-you-go auto insurance program in Canada. And the design of this program was to put consumers first so that they have choice and control when it comes to their insurance. And, you know, really, you know, what, what it does is that it benefits low-mileage motorists because um, giving people the opportunity to monitor how much they drive uh, and pay for auto insurance based on that mileage. So again, most people are conditioned, they pay based on what they, the annual amount is. But for people who may drive uh, less, but especially in, the, in these times where 
where you know we're in a very unique uh, time frame right now. Um, it, it's causing people to rethink, you know, some of their some of their um, their efforts. And and you know, if your renewal is coming up and you're looking at options out there, it may be that the flexibility of a pay-as-you-go auto insurance product might be a solution for some people. Elliot, is this how do you monitor? You put in a plug into the car. So there there is a device that you would install at your vehicle. Um, there is um, also an app that people can access to to monitor pieces, and uh, it, the charges go in in one thousand kilometer increments. So really, mm. you know, if, if if you get things moving and you only drive nine hundred kilometers or eight hundred kilometers, you know, you'll get the notice you're going to get uh, billed shortly for the next thousand. Uh, but it, you know, if you're only going to drive a hundred or two hundred kilometers. You're going to be sitting with that up to a thousand for that for that period of time. So really, you know, you know what we've seen is that um, you know this has been a popular product over the last couple of years, and, and you know as people are are looking at their expenses and they're looking at their situations right now, it, it provides um, you know drivers a little bit more control based on their current needs because in the short term driving behaviors have changed and uh, people are 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 putting front of mind of what their expenses are. Fascinating. So basically, go to your website, which is the CAA. Go to CAASCO.com, which is the CAA South Central Ontario, and you will be able to go through the insurance page and be able to access all the information. Um, you can you can also uh, uh, call, call in for uh, for information as well. Um, but you know, really, you know, what this comes down to is it really is designed around the flexibility. I think that's where hopefully we're going to see um, you know some people. Uh, uh, explore this going forward because it may be a solution for some love it that's great and the the device again for somebody to plug in can anybody do it for the most part or do you have to see a mechanic nope you do it yourself you just you just plug it in there'll be instructions on where to put it into your your onboard dash and uh and it's a matter of just measuring it that way so it's uh it's a relatively simple piece there's instructions on how to go go about that uh, but really i think you know for those that are that are looking for this type of a uh of a solution it, it's a few minutes of time to uh, to try and uh, uh, save, save some money on your annual auto insurance cost. I was going to say, I have two vehicles in my personal name. The insurance went from 1300 and change to $2,500 each. I mean, that's a $2,000 plus increase. And I told them that I'm basically going to pull the insurance and go somewhere else. So I mean, I might be your second customer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and we we do, we do know of people that that may look at this for, for for vehicles that that are not used on a regular basis. So that you know, again, for people perhaps if they're just not driving very much at all right now, but at the same time, if you have a secondary vehicle that that uh, does not come out very often, it may be that solution for you. So I think again, you know, if people are are kind of looking at the, the the environment right now and saying, you know, what what do I need to look at? Um, if your renewal is coming up, maybe it is a consideration for you. And uh, to, to, to get an understanding of what the, the, the program entails, my pace entails, and maybe it is the flexibility that you're looking for in, in the short term. So they can I get all it. the information they need on my pace on your website, correct? Yep. We do, yeah. We also have a website for my pace specifically, caamypace.com. So caamypace.com. Elliot, we want to thank you. I think it's a fantastic product. Um, it's director of government relations. That's going to keep you busy, but this is going to keep you busier. You know what? It, it's certainly, if, if we're able to try and use some of the core values of what CA is about to be there for our members, to be there to provide some, some support, that's uh, really what CA is known for over the last 115 years, and we look forward to continue, continue doing that for many, many more. Thank you. Tell, say goodbye. 
Elliot, thanks again. You know, everybody's trying to endure this pandemic and we're doing our best. And certainly CAA is leading it when it comes to vehicle breakdowns and trying to help people out. Thanks again, Elliot. I'm sure uh, you're going to get a lot of attention because of it. Take care and have yourself a great weekend. Thank you. You as well. All right. I want to thank Elliot Silverstein from the CAA for joining us. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Dave Redinger, and today I'm with Alan Gelman, and we're all working from home. Mm-hmm. Talking of which, this is the first time in my memory that the new car dealers have been asked to close. Apparently, their service can still be open, parts can be picked up at the curb, but the showrooms themselves are no longer allowed to do business. Well, it's uh, listen. It, 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 it it's it's only going to make things worse. You know, the government wants us to keep our social distance. And, you know, if your car is running, you don't necessarily need to buy a new one right now. I wonder if there's any business out there anyways. Who are you going to be selling cars to? I mean, I'm not planning to buy a new car, even if, if there wasn't the, this situation going on. No, you're absolutely right. And if people aren't driving to work and they're not going for holidays, um, unless their car is absolutely broken down, which is good for us service guys, um, you know, uh, you don't need to look for a new one. Well, you just got a new one. How did you buy it? Well, I got very lucky, as a matter of fact. You know, my lease was just about up, and uh, they called and said, your lease, lease is up. So we went ahead and, and, and looked around for the best deal in town. We found one. And now the downside was that my wife wanted a particular color, and it airs none in Toronto. So um, it actually took us two weeks to, for them to do a dealer trade, bring the car to here. And in the meantime, you know, this COVID-19 started happening. And next thing you know, we get a phone call that says, uh, your car is here. Now, we had already closed our business. My shop was was down at that point. And that, uh, they said, you know, we're only open for another day. So you better get in here, get a hold of your insurance company, make sure that they're open because you got to have insurance before you do the, the trade. And uh, we were able to get there just in time. And uh, they did the trade um, and we drove our car away. And it was kind of spooky. You know, we showed up at the dealership. And all the doors were locked except for one back yeah. one. We had to sneak in and go, hello, is there anybody here? Um, and uh, we met the salesman who was standing there with his mask and his drill gun ready to take license plates off of my car and put them on the new one. We signed some paperwork and away we went. It was uh, well, pretty weird, I'll tell you. The issue is here in Ontario that although the dealerships can do business online, so I can go online I can I can make a deal online, but I physically have to go to the dealership and sign the paperwork there. Those are the rules from OMVIC, and they haven't changed them as far as I know. So the reality is it's if the dealership is closed, there must be somebody on staff there to be able to do that paperwork. Well, but, generally speaking, the, the service and the sales are in the same building, right? Yeah. So it, it doesn't really take much for them to have one office open just as an office manager to sign some paperwork. As a matter of fact, they were so careful when I got there. They said, if you look to your right, you'll see a glass door <laughs> with an office with a folder on top. Like, they really mm. didn't want to get close. They said, go in there. They've marked, you know how they mark all those things with the yellow sticker yes, that says right. sign yeah. here. So we did it all, and that's how we did the transaction. And uh, as much as I, in fact, I was kind of mistaken. I thought the, uh, like, Service Ontario offices are closed, but they're only closed to the general public. Um, in other words, if dealers come there um, and knock on the door and say the magic word, they can actually go in and do some transfers. So, uh, Well, yeah, what happens is they, they actually have a package. They usually hand the package in. They do the work and then hand the package back out. 
Some right, companies, so can, guys, I can jump in for a sec. Some companies are uh, one of our clients, Young Seals Ford Lincoln. They'll send you out. You go online, you buy the vehicle you want. Then they'll send out the documents you were talking about, Al, like on a PDF, right? Yeah. And they'll, they'll mark everything up. You sign it, and then you scan it back down, send it back over to them. Then they make the arrangements from there. So there's some really ingenious ways that some of these dealerships mm -hmm. are uh, making this thing work. Mm -hmm. Because you got to remember, they're still paying uh, rent if they're not, they don't own it. The lights are on. The taxes are still running. Everything he's doing. One thing the manufacturers are doing is they're giving you three months of payments for free and deferring three months of payments. So in essence, if you buy a car today, there's no payment to make for six months. So if you're looking to buy a Ford, yep. go to youngsteelsfordlincoln.com. Yep. You'll see how you can buy a car online and then they'll chat you all the way through it. And, uh, you know, if they'll knock on the door and get your window. Interesting. huh? And yeah. so why would you buy a car? Well, you had an accident, so you need the one. Uh, it, it's, it's for work. You need a truck or whatever. It's still amazing that the F-150 is the number one selling car or vehicle in the country. It's absolutely amazing. What car did you get out for your, for your lovely lady? A Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> because of that, you know what he's going to say is soup joke now. Oh, my soup joke. <laughs> Hey, quickly, do your soup, soup joke. So the guy, this guy's in a restaurant, and he's sitting at the table, right. and he calls, waiter, waiter. And the waiter makes his way over, and he goes, what? He says, taste my soup. And the waiter goes, why? What's wrong? Is it salty? Is there something wrong with the soup? He says, please, please, taste my soup. And the waiter goes, no, is it cold? Waiter, please, taste my soup. And the, finally, the waiter says, okay, where's the spoon? Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's yeah. enough. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back with other soup. Stay with us. <laughs> I'm with Terry O'Keefe from Omvic, and Terry, curbsiders are still a plague on the industry. We should explain that those are unregistered dealers operating, well, not legitimately. Yeah, they're illegal, unlicensed dealers, yes. and usually they pose as private sellers. They're pretending that they're selling their own personal meet vehicle. Meet me at the mall. <laughs> meet me at the mall, meet me at the uh, at the Timmy's, meet me wherever. Hence the word curbsider, they're selling the cars at the side of the curb. Yeah, exactly right. And one of the things that's in that that I guess, way of doing business is pervasive turning back of speedometers, being, you know, uh, illegal, being dishonest and telling people the car has low mileage when it has 300 Ks. Absolutely. And unfortunately, we're seeing a real increase ah. in uh, in curbsiders uh, selling vehicles with tampered odometers. Um, a lot of consumers today are under the impression that with digital dashes and computerized vehicles that odometers can't be tampered with and nothing could be further from the truth. Even though that information is still available through the dealership networks, like it's got a warranty history and it's got a Carfax history, they still get away with it? Yes, because you won't find a curbsider after they've sold you the car. Ah, that's right. the Very <laughs> often the car isn't registered in their name. The name that they've given you when they've met you isn't their real name. Mm. And so you might one day discover when you take the car in for servicing at the dealership that the car has a rolled back odometer. Such a deal. It but was a deal. Gone, but, the, but the person who sold you that vehicle is long gone. So the reality is they have no recourse to anybody because Omvic doesn't cover them. He's not a registered dealer. That's right. So they can't find the guy to take him to court. 
So they own it. That's right. I mean, we would encourage a consumer that's had that experience to contact us so we can investigate because we do charge and prosecute curbsiders mm-hmm. regularly. We've put curbsiders in jail one for 700 days for wow. exactly doing this. But it's pervasive. It's out there. And consumers have to do an awful lot of homework when they're buying a vehicle privately to protect themselves. So let's talk for a minute. I want to become a dealer. How hard is it to become a dealer? Generally speaking, it is not that difficult. Obviously, there's an application process at OMVIC yeah. that requires background checks. Correct. Uh, you know, trying to make sure that the business plan is going to allow you to succeed. And the, uh, the new dealer will have to take a course in automotive law and ethics. This is a regulated industry. So people who are en- entering the industry have to demonstrate that they understand the regulations and will abide by them. So those are courses at Georgian College. It's a yes, right? They take the course and they they pass the course. They have to be financially stable. Yes, right. So in other words, we have enough money to actually operate. Yes, right? and Omvic has to believe that there is no reason they won't conduct business with honesty, integrity, and in accordance with the law. They meet that test. They're entitled to registration. So now they have to find a facility. Yes, advertise themselves, and you're in business it's like anything else. That's right. So that isn't that hard. It is not onerous. Right. So the reality is there's something in their backgrounds that they don't want to get involved in that in that system. That's right. So the curbsiders, obviously, we do have curbsiders who are dealers who have had their license revoked. Yes. And then we just have some who have no interest in operating in a regulated industry. They just want to, I hate to say it, but rip people off. The cars aren't registered in their name. They're selling vehicles that are undisclosed, rebuilt wrecks or are tamp- have tampered odometers. And they take that money and they're gone. Interesting. And so for me, uh, the reality is it, it taints the entire industry. And, and so as an industry, you would actually want to get rid of these people. Doesn't that go back to the source of the car? Very often it can. But we find today that curbsiders buy a lot of their inventory from people who are selling their private ah. vehicle. <laughs> Hi, my, the car with 400K, you know, the, the consumer just wants it gone and they're, they're asking, you know, 1500 bucks for it. The curbsider buys it, spins the odometer back to 180. The cars discover the fountain of youth and it's no, and now it's worth 5,500. And it's out of province. So there's no way to check. <laughs> exactly. And so if you're going to buy a vehicle privately, you need to learn that some of the telltale signs of a yeah, curbsider. Tell us about that. Well, one of the first things you can do is when you, you, you phone the seller and you say, I'm calling about the car. Don't say I'm calling about the Honda Civic. Or the Toyota. Say, so I'm calling about the car. And if they say, well, which one? <laughs> That's a very good sign. And then when you go to meet them, ask to see their ID. It's difficult. You're, it's a stranger, but you're going to have to be bold a little bit to protect yourself. Ask to see their ID and compare it to the, the ownership document for the vehicle. Uh-huh. Are they the registered owner? Because very often, curbsiders aren't. You want to take that car for an inspection by a mechanic you trust. And if they don't want to let you, well, why do you want to buy the car? And you want to get a Carfax report to check for accidents. And the seller should be providing the used vehicle information package, right, the, the UVIP, UVIP from Service Ontario. It's going to tell you all the uh, history of owners in Ontario. It'll tell you if there's a lien registered on the vehicle, and it's going to give you historical odometer information. Ah, and also your tax implications. Well, there's that. There is absolutely that, too. Right? I, You know, I, I need a bill of sale that says it's just sold for a dollar because I don't <laughs> want to pay a lot of tax. Right? So it actually gives you the tax implications, too. It does, but it is required. You cannot go and buy a vehicle privately and transfer it into your name at Service Ontario without a UVIP. It is a required So the reality document. is buying privately is a real cat scheme. Oh, it is. 
it, it absolutely is. There are so many curbsiders in the private marketplace. 25% of the ads in the private marketplace are actually placed by curbsiders. Fascinating. How do we get in touch with Omvic? Omvic.ca. Thank you, Derek. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and my name's Dave Redinger. I'm with Alan Gelman and Andy, Duk- uh, you know what, I can never pronounce it. Du- du- Kappa Dukakis. Come on. There you go. Good morning, Andy. How are you? I'm well. I'm well, gentlemen. How are you over there? We're doing the best we can with this horrible situation, eh? I hope you're social distancing. We are for sure. As a matter of fact, for people listening in who say that we we sound a little different. It's because we're miles apart right now, but we're trying to bring the show to, to you as best we can. And Andy's on the line. And Andy, of course, is from leasebusters.com. So, Andy, this time of year, you know, obviously with, with the virus, people are, are over their heads in their cars. So if I'm not leasing or purchasing a car from the big three, who will give you 90 days. Um, I, I want to get rid of my car. So I contact you. You can definitely contact leasebusters.com. We're able to help you to go through the transfer process at these hard times. And just to give an idea to people out there, our website right now has noticed a spike in the amount of business that we are getting in from Mm. people looking to transfer. But more importantly, for people looking to take over leases and finances right now, we are at a spike situation on our website. So are you saying that you're having more buyers than sellers? Right now we do, sir. Oh, there you go. So if uh, you know if, if you just lost your job and you're not sure how your next car payment's going to be, and heck, if you don't need the car anyways, might as well off it. This gives you an easy way to do it. Absolutely. What kind of cars are selling? Uh, you know something? The last four or five cars we've moved have been Lincolns. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Lincoln is a very popular brand right now on our website, um, along with actually Mercedes-Benz. So high-end cars. High-end cars right now are very popular for people. And of course, uh, it's the time of year, but SUVs, believe it or not, for some reason right now, people are thinking there's great deals out there and they're trying to get the best possible deal. Now, don't forget, too, what's happening is a lot of people's leases are coming up to the end. And they're going to go drop their cars off. And mm-hmm. now a lot of the dealerships, because either they're closed, they can't do, they can't fully function during these business type of environments that we have. These people that are dropping off their cars, we had one today, came over, took over a lease today. Actually, they dropped off their car today and had already done the paperwork. Fascinating. Now you've got a special going with the dealers to try and move some product. Absolutely. We have a 30-day trial period right now with the dealerships that we're sending out to all our dealers, trying to get them to do some business online because you know what? They have to keep, not necessarily keep the doors open, but the business open. And what that means is that they can book appointments and go deal with these new clients that are looking for deals right now. Absolute deals. So, you know, what, what people don't understand is the doors may be closed, but the taxes are still clicking away and the hydro is still clicking away and uh, the water is running and it, the expenses are all still there, plus uh, whatever they're giving to their employees. Exactly right. Exactly right. And people now, on the other hand, are starting to realize they can get some really, really good deals, especially on our website that are popping up. Like today, for in fact, we had Bud's BMW. 
upload mm-hmm. a ton of vehicles online for their demo clearance packages. And it's incredible the amount of money they're giving off on these things. Well, don't forget, like you say, they, you know, they've got expenses. They've got to move these cars. And, 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 and just from a marketing perspective alone, look at how much visibility you guys end up giving them. Exactly. Exactly. Thousands and thousands of unique visitors a day. I think we're up to about twelve to 13,000 unique visitors a day now. Now, on the site, it's, it, does it cost anything for someone to go look at the site and, and browse cars? Buyers are free, always. Andy, is there a, a, a better time for, for them to move their product? Like, is, is now a good time to, to get out of a lease because we're coming into spring? I mean, eventually this is going to end and we're going to be back to, to building a normal uh, uh, society. And the reality is, maybe I should be getting out of my car now and then jumping back in in uh, six weeks. If you need to get out, this is the opportune time for anybody to get out of their leases right now. You need to do this, and then the next two, three, four months, whenever everything subsides and we're back to some kind of normality, if you want to go back and lease a car, the deals are going to be there. But I'll tell you one thing. They may not be as good as getting a deal off the website right now. So you need to visit leasebusters.com to look for your next lease. Do you want to talk just quickly about your sister company, which is CarCost Canada? CarCost Canada, yes, absolutely. What would you like? I, I think, actually... They're having a hard time now maintaining what they're giving out for price points because their website is being overrun by individuals looking for deals, actually, to get new car pricing. Especially with the new models come out now. They're all 21s. And uh, right? And let's face it, gentlemen. I mean, we all were at the car show together, and we all know 2020 has been an incredible year for new product that has landed. Mm-hmm. For many different manufacturers trying to push their product. And you know what? They got to do something. I mean, whatever product, if you're smart now and you're doing some buying or leasing, it's a great time to do it because let's face it. Yeah, the factories have shut down already and we don't know how long they're going to be shut down for new car Mm -hmm. products. Well, and also the Service Ontario booths are down for any retail people out there. So if you want to sell your car, you've got to do it through a dealer because you cannot do it by yourself. That is correct. Uh, For retail purposes, for licensing and so on, Service Ontario is really, really doing a great job helping out the uh, dealer body. Uh, You knock on the door and they'll let you in. You you know, there's there's a lot of social distancing going on for that. You leave your packages outside, they'll pick up the package, work on it, and then they'll call the office, let you know that it's ready, and you go back and you pick it up outside again. So Service Ontario is doing a great job. And of course, for the retail public, they have to do their licensing and so on for mostly for their stickers, actually, online. So they really do need a dealer body to help them out. So you, so you, you just knock on the door and you say, Andy sent me? Is that it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, actually, you got it. It's the dealer that has to drop it off, actually. So you call them ahead of time, let them know you're dropping off your package, say it's from Leasebusters or if it's from Bud's BMW and so on, and they'll accomplish that for you. All right, super. And if people want to find out more information, how do they do that? Leasebusters.com. There you go. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure, gentlemen. My pleasure. It's great to hear you. And you guys stay safe. And you as well. Thanks very much. Take care of yourself. Thank you. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back.
You know, in the studio with us today is Ellen Campbell, and Ellen is with Abuse Hurts, and we were just chatting in the green room talking about what they do is what's called a renovation. What they, it's amazing. Tell me that story. Sure. Well, we it, we have makeovers for people, so we have makeovers for buildings. So we will go in, for instance, two years ago, there was an outreach program in Hamilton where they feed a couple hundred people a day. Right. I went in there. There was no air conditioning. The f- furnace barely worked. So we took that on. We put in a new furnace air conditioner, thanks to Jay uh, Martino HVAC did it all. And then Home Depot came in and helped us with the uh, rest of it, and it turned into a beautiful cafe. So these are donations from these companies? Absolutely. It's all done for free. We had another young lady last year whose father died and mother committed suicide, and she'd been incested for years, and she had a shell of a house. And we totally renovated. We even had to put in new wiring and uh, plumbing. But now she has a beautiful little house for her daughter. And we've done women's shelters. Uh, we've done First Nations. And, um, yeah, we just find what, what we're all about is just we find a need with people that are doing the frontline work. And we, it's amazing because it's, it's a restart for these folks. Uh, you're talking about that lady. It's a yes. restart for her whole life is restarted. Absolutely. And she's got a lot of, uh, recovery to go through, you know, with, uh, the loss of her parents and just the abuse. She never could have uh, fixed that house up. It cost us 25000 just and She never the, had access to that. Oh, no, never. no, no. I mean, it, it was an expensive one for us to do, even with all the donations. Um, usually we do agencies. That's the only time we've done an actual house. But I just felt that she really had gone through so, so it. much. Yeah. So how do you get funded? You're, you're actually looking for used cars, for people to donate them to you, and then you move them along. How does that work? All someone has to do is call one eight five five. Two three four five six seven seven, and we will fill out a form, and someone will come and pick up your car for free, and you will get a tax receipt. And we don't take any government funding because we also lobby for legislative reform. Right. So we can't take government. We're not a government agency. We have to raise our own money. So this is an amazing way. And I want to thank you, Dave, for putting your support behind it. You've oh, been amazing. It's not, I'm into cars. So. <laughs> well, if you can save a car, what the hell? <laughs> I know. And it's, it, yeah, actually, you, you see the benefit of it. Yeah. There's a value in that crummy old beat up car. Yeah. People, and, and so, you know, a lot of older folks don't even want to drive anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of dealers wouldn't want to take it in because it's not worth anything. Right. This way you get a tax receipt. And I, depending where you are, it's up to 50% off your income. Yes, yes. And um for sure, dealers, and the, the better shape the car is in, the more money we get. So it doesn't have to be scrap. We'll exactly. take a nice car. <laughs> you know, I was at the auto auction. Somebody get, donated a Jaguar, and they ended up getting five $6,000 for it, and that money went to the charity that donated the car. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the better the car, the more money we get, obviously. Elder Abuse, uh, how do they get in touch with you? Is the phone number and uh, the site? The site, is, I have to tell you, is very comprehensive about all the different programs you have. Well, if they go on abusehurts.ca, it really gives them all the information they need and how they can contact us if they want to speak with us. We are a referral resource center, so we can help them. Right. And you have things like a benefits day where the women come down and, and get redone and make over and mm-hmm. the whole thing. Oh, it's amazing day. And a guy named Rick Fisher puts on the most amazing lunch for us every month. So, uh, these women are coming from shelters or children's aid or victim services and they are pretty beat up, a lot of them. And this just changes 
you know, you're not a lady, but I can tell you. Yeah. When a lady gets her hair and her makeup and new outfits, it really, really gives her a lift. That's because I was always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is always right. I, I think she's right. <laughs> there you go. So, Elaine, thank you for stopping in. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank so, you. AbuseHurts.ca and the phone number you better give it to us. one 234 5677. Elaine Campbell, remarkable person. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Unbelievable. It, you know, there's Ellen lives in a world where uh, I don't don't live, but um, obviously a lot of people do. And it's, it's amazing the kind of work that these folks do. And so if you've got a car that you want to get rid of and you don't know where to turn, have it into Ellen and she'll make, uh, she'll make good out of it. That's a good way of saying it. We make good out of bad cars. Well, exactly. They take away, they have the record, tow your car away and you get um, the cash donation. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, and the money goes to, uh, to uh, abuse hurts. It's great. And you get a receipt for your income tax. You take that off of your income. So you win twice. Because first off, it's a charity. And secondly, uh, you get a few dollars and the, the rest of it comes off as a receipt. And it's a big win for uh, people in shelters. Especially yeah. families, single moms, single dads, yeah. and for and for the kids, especially over Easter. So that's a downer, but here's an upper. The insurance, really amazing. I actually, when we did an in, this interview with uh, Elliot, I signed up and I saved almost four thousand dollars on my insurance. Really? Yeah, because that's they sent me an insurance bill for mine and Barb's car for five thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we apparently changed brokers without my knowledge. And we ended up with uh, a bill for $5,000. This is with CAA, right? And CAA put it together for, you pay, I'm personally paying 400 and something. Barb's paying 399 and you pay 80 or $90 per thousand kilometers. So did you get your dongle in the mail yet? No, it hasn't come. (laughs) 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 But the reality is the worst it's going to be, it's half of what it is now. So it's it's something you should really look into. It's called it's called uh, my pace. pace. You go. My pace, yeah. Yeah, but it's my pace. If you go on CAA's website, my pace, I think it's a fantastic idea, especially for me as an older driver. I don't drive that much anymore. The cars. How, how are they able to make that calculation, though? There's a little uh, plug you put in the in the DIL uh, socket. Right underneath the dash, but yeah. but 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 you know when you were comparing rates to begin with, you know. Yeah. The other one, I guess, you know, how much do you drive a year? Well, I used to drive 30,000, 40,000 kilometers, but I don't anymore. And they have, when you go online to their to their website, it has a scale on it. So it starts with 5,000 kilometers, and then you just adjust it on your screen, and then they calculate from there. It's great. I can talk to a nice okay. lady. Natasha was her name. She was a nice lady. Natasha. Spent, uh, 45 minutes with me, and we went through everything. Natasha, uh, huh? Really good. Really, really good service. Nice people. And, you know, it's funny. That's one company that I never hear anything bad about. It's like Crown. You never hear anything really bad. If there's a situation, these folks step up and fix it for you. you know, how many stickers do you have? How many stickers do you have on your car with yeah, CAA? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, those guys are, are happy. But I was going to say, we know when I got stuck in, in uh, West Virginia where I lost the car in the river. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to rent a car. Uh, I sent it in to CAA. I got paid within a week. No questions asked. They sent a check. And if you ask Natasha Nice, she can tell you how to find moose and squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) 
Watch me pull Watch a me pull rabbit out of my hat. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I knew that was coming. Okay, Mr. Peabody, I think we got to wrap it up. Okay. Listen, have a great week. Be healthy, live wise, and uh, take care. Who cares about the clouds and we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.